So in today's episode, I want to talk about mastering the basics of your business. This is going to be really important, so stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, so last week I had a really interesting experience. I was watching my sons play basketball and I was kind of embarrassed by the way that they were doing it. And I was trying to explain, no, you can't like shoot like a piston or you can't shoot like a, uh, like a catapult, like throw, hold it way behind you and throw it as hard as you can. You, you have to get the form right. But I wasn't explaining it well enough. And this is my fault. If they were doing badly, it's completely on me. So to remedy this, I called a good friend of mine. His name is Ty, and he played college basketball. And he comes over, and he starts working them through a series of drills. And um, in doing that, he was getting them on the right track to being able to play the game well. So I I had a, a revelatory experience when he was doing it. So he's out there, and he's saying, okay, first, this is a stance. You need to stand in this particular way. Uh, you you know, you're leaning forward. You're on you you're kind of crouching a little bit and this is the proper way of, of having a stance this is the way you dribble um, when you when you shoot your feet are pointed at the basket uh, and he was talking about the form of shooting and how that's more important than the shot like if you have your your arm uh, lined up a certain way and then it's the wrist is releasing as opposed to um, you know what they were trying to do is just push things forward because they're small right so they they have you know they're trying to get to all the way to the basket so they're they're not doing it right, eyes up while dribbling, all those kinds of things. And it struck me while he was talking that there were like these really interesting parallels to my own experience. Now, I'm not talking about my own experience in basketball because I was never actually trained in basketball. I just I just played the, the game at the park down by my house and I kind of picked things up. And this is why I couldn't explain how to do it because I didn't have the training. But I had a parallel experience, and that is that I've been into martial arts for many years, right? So when he was talking about the stance, I was thinking about how critical the stance is like as a martial artist, and it's different depending on which martial art you're in. So I have a black belt in taekwondo and um, uh, brown in jiu-jitsu, and so I've been into martial arts for a long time. I'm just trying to get a you know a comparison. So in taekwondo, for example, your stance is one way, and in judo, which I've also been in for a while, your, your stance is very different. But in Taekwondo, the stance is geared to, to most effectively kicking your opponent. In Judo, it's to not getting thrown or to being able to throw your opponent with the greatest leverage. Okay, So stance, whether it's for Judo or Taekwondo or for basketball, there's certain ways of doing it that are right and certain ways that are very not right. And if you get it right, a lot of the rest of the process goes well. That's why we're talking about the fundamentals. Same thing with, uh, you know, he was talking about your feet being pointed at the basket when you shoot. I'd never thought of that. But yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. And then I tried to not, you know, shoot with my feet not turned toward the basket. And I was terrible. And I didn't realize I'd been doing that all along, trying to do it right. Well, I mean, the same thing with uh, Taekwondo. If you're doing a spinning back kick, I know from my own experience, from what my sensei was teaching me, was that uh, when you spin 
your heel points at your target. Wherever your heel is pointing, that's where your that spinning back kick kick is going to go. So it was the same kind of thing. And I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, the next one was uh, eyes up while dribbling. You know, and that makes sense. Your eyes are up. You're not looking at And your tendency is to want to look down at the ball, especially early on. Same thing. When you're in judo, when you're trying to sweep your opponent's leg, your tendency is to want to look down at your where your opponent's leg is so you can do it. But you have to keep your eyes focused and you have to keep doing that while you're just feeling what you're doing. Um, so I kept seeing one thing after another, or even, you know, it, it, you can go even beyond martial arts or basketball In NASCAR. I understand that where you look is where your car is going to go. So if you see a crash, don't look at the crash, keep looking forward because otherwise you're going to merge into the crash. If you're, you know, look at the wall, you're going to merge into the wall. So you have to do these things. And within the sport, within the discipline, you understand that same thing with the, like the form of shooting. We're talking about having your arm up instead of pushing it straight forward like a piston, have your arm up at a, at a certain parallel and then release your, your bending your wrist to make the shot. Um, same kind of thing there. <laughs> and I remember when I was a Taekwondoist, I was about a blue belt and I kept, okay, so the same thing in, in a, um, uh, a roundhouse kick, okay? You, where you point your knee is where that kick is going to go okay it just it's just going to follow it out it's, it's just slapping right so what i actually started doing to get a little bit more height was i would drop the knee a little bit and then i could kind of turn my uh, leg and slap a little bit higher with that kick but i was doing it wrong i was learning the form wrong and i was practicing it wrong and then i had to unlearn it right so this is a really important thing as well when you're talking about learning the fundamentals you got to learn it right or you're going to have a problem um, you know, there's in, in judo, it's the same kind of thing. You, when you're doing a throw, there's a lot of physics involved. And if you get the physics right, it's very easy. And if you get the physics wrong, it doesn't work. I mean, it just doesn't. And you have to practice until you get it right. Okay. Why did I tell you all that? Because there's a pretty simple lesson. And the lesson is you have to master the basics and you have to do it right. You have to spend the time on it. You have to practice it. And if you practice it wrong, you're going to get it wrong. But if you practice it right, over time, you'll get it right. Now, this applies to anything that you're doing. It's not just sports or whatever else. Think about your business, what you're doing. And because this is a leadership podcast, the first thing that came to my mind, in fact, while I was out there, I was thinking, it's kind of like this in leadership too, right? There are certain things that good leaders tend to do. And if you understand what they are, then it kind of works, right? So um, what jumped into my mind was uh, Kuz's and Posner's The Leadership Challenge. It's a very popular book. It's on its seventh edition right now. And they're in the very beginning. They talk about there's a survey of thousands of executives, several hundred values, traits, and characteristics are listed out about you know what leadership is. They reduce this to about a list of 20 that just kept coming up again and again. And so Kuz's and Posner, again, Again, they sampled these thousands of people and said, "People and said, okay, here I want you to. Uh, what are the seven qualities that they most look for and admire in a leader? Somebody who they would willingly follow. Now, willingly follow is different than, uh, yeah, I have, you know, this is my boss and he cuts my paycheck. No, I mean, this is the kind of person that I would want to follow. And what they found with the answers were that the answers were consistent. Doesn't matter about what countries they're in, their culture, their gender, their level of education." how old they are, any of those things. It didn't matter. They came up with the same few kind of answers again and again. We want our leaders to be honest, 
forward-looking, competent, and inspiring. Okay, now you might get those slightly out of order, but basically you want your, your leader to tell you the truth. Okay, whether you want them to be honest elsewhere, maybe or maybe not, but they, you want them to tell you the truth. You want them to be forward-looking. You don't want them to be caught off guard. You won't, don't want them to be surprised by events or not be able to see trends that are going to negatively affect you. You want them to be competent. You want them to be good at their job, right? Everybody wants that. And you want them, instead of to nuke you with like hard directives and bureaucracy and whatever, no, you want them to inspire you to greatness. We all want the same stuff. How it plays out might be different everywhere, but we all want the same stuff. It's like the stance and the dribbling and the eye contact and the form and all those. Other. If you get those few things right, you're going to be doing well in leadership. So that was my first thought. But my second thought was this. This is true of any discipline, right? It's true of sales. It's true of communications. It's true of marketing. Whatever it is, whatever you're involved in, there are certain fundamentals or um, basics that if you get these right, everything goes well. So let's think about sales. And I, I, I'm not an expert in sales, but if you know your stuff, you know your product and your competition and that kind of thing, and you listen to your prospects, and then you also recognize that while you're listening, objections are telling you what they actually need or don't need or want or don't want, you're going to do well in sales if you understand those kind of basics. If you're dealing with communication in an organization, um, if you get to know your audience, you like you you identify with, you care about them, you 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 understand what they need and want, and then you listen more than you talk, and then you stay on message and keep repeating the same thing, you're going to do well with communication. So the bottom line is this, know and master the fundamentals of your craft. If you do, it will go well. You have to understand and do well in the basics if you want to be successful. And that's my message for you today. Know the basics. And this brings me to the quotation for contemplation for today. It's a quote by Vince Lombardi, and I've heard this story before, but I was just reading it yesterday in a book by John Maxwell, and it reminded me of the same thing that I had just been brewing on, milling over in my head for the last week. And that was this. He would come at the beginning of the season and talk to all these professional football players that when you're just starting out, and he would say this. He would hold up a football and say, gentlemen, this is a football. He didn't take anything for granted. He didn't assume that they knew anything. He just worked through the basics from uh, level one all the way up. And if you do that, if you master the basics, you will be successful. Hey, listen, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you listening to me. And I hope that that helps you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. Mm -hmm.